Hey, Ryan, we've spoken about our sponsor, TrueLook, and their construction cameras, and now they have an exciting new feature to share. That's right, Todd. TrueLook's cameras already monitor the progress on your job sites with high-quality video and live viewing, and now they've upped their security game. You know, with AI-powered motion detection and the new strobes and sirens, you can scare off intruders with bright flashing lights and booming sirens. You know, Ryan, job site theft costs businesses millions of dollars every year. And with TrueLook's professional monitoring service, you can rest easy knowing your efforts and your assets are protected. Sounds like it's well worth the investment. Visit TrueLook.com today to get a free quote and start protecting your job site. That's TrueLook.com. Welcome to the Construction Disruption Podcast, where we uncover the future of design, building, and remodeling. I'm Todd Miller of Isaiah Industries, manufacturer of specialty metal roofing and other building materials. And today my co-host is Seth Heckman. Seth, how's today going for you? Going well. How's it going for you? You know, it's going well too, although I've been really troubled by a question. Okay. I've been thinking recently. And I remember back in fifth grade, I had to do a report on electric eels. And I got to thinking, what were electric eels called before electricity was discovered? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I would have thought in fifth grade you would have known then. But. You know, well, that was a lot of years ago. And it actually was before electricity was discovered. So I guess I can think about it now. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, okay, you know, the other thing I've been doing. So, you know, me being a manufacturing guy, and you've heard me blather on and on, but I like learning a lot of times about various products and and uh, how they were developed and discovered and that type of thing. So I was recently um, reading about, you know, Velcro, this, the, you know, Velcro is. And uh, shout out to my friend Dante Ercoli. Uh, isn't that a cool name? I wish I had a name like Dante Ercoli. Um, but shout out to Dante because he worked for the Velcro company for a lot of years. He doesn't anymore. But, uh, okay, that's someone I can tag when we put this show up. But anyway, hi, Dante. But so I was reading about Velcro recently, and it was interesting because, you know, they, they've got the hook part of Velcro. And that was actually what they invented first was the hook. Um, but until they invented the other side, it never really caught on. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Do I get a six, five? Uh, you're struggling today, so let's oh let's get rolling into the good stuff. Okay, I let's do my that. Knee. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we're going to delve into an area that is pretty common to everyone in the construction industry, um, and that is the subject of financing. Um, there are lots of good finance companies out there, and um, probably in future episodes, we may talk to some others. But today, I wanted to talk to a fairly new company that is really working hard to disrupt and shake up the industry a little bit. And I wanted to hear what they have to say. So the individual we're talking to today is Jennifer Lau Hatcher, um, based in the Green Bay, Wisconsin area. Jennifer is the relatively recent founder of One, the number one, One and Fund. And the and is an ampersand. And I just had to say that because 
Seth, you know, I like saying ampersand. You've, you've heard me say that. Oh. So she is the founder of One and Fund. Um, additionally, she is a visionary. Um, she is host of the Generator Stories podcast. Um, she's a mom and she is also, I love this, um, a self-described magic maker. Jennifer, thanks so much for joining us here on Construction Disruption. I'm looking forward to a great disruption or a great discussion today. I'm looking forward to both. And yes, thank you for having me. I'm really grateful to be here. Well, let's let's start out a little bit um, with, you know, kind of what brings us here today. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what led up to you um, founding One and Fund. Yeah, um, I'm going to start way back, right after electricity was invented at the beginning <laughs> of my career. Um, I have always been a builder of people and businesses. And the reason I bring up the beginning of my career is I started in education and ran a series of small businesses called Sylvan Learning Center. You might have heard of it. They're still around. And the reason I bring this up is I learned very, very early on the power of teams and how that can make life happen for people. So in a teeny little town called Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, it's a very industrial kind of farming town. I had the longest tenure at my center east of the Mississippi. So I'm competing with New York and, you know, Florida and some really big metro areas. This teeny little center had the longest tenure, aka family stay or spend. So I think our average was about 18K. And the reason I was able to do that is I leveraged financing to make something fit into somebody's budget. So I bring that up because it's important of, hey, high ticket, how do we make this fit? And then we fast forward many, many years when I worked for one of the big banks. And my role at that big bank was to build dealer training and lead a curriculum um, multifaceted of how do we talk about financing? Why is financing important? When do we talk about financing and all those people or all those facets? And um, while I was there, I did create the first gamified learning experience on how and why to talk about financing. And from that big bank, I went to a couple fintechs and building out strategic programs mostly in home improvement and healthcare. And then from there, there was my first company born in the financing space. I'm making this really long, but I promise it's all relevant to how What and Fund was born. Um, this is awesome. So the, the first company um, was Simple Choice Lending. And I created that because I saw big gaps in how contract contractors were served. and who needed help where, and there's just a lot of discrepancies. I'm sure we'll be able to get into in the show today. Um, but I founded that with some really deep subject matter expertise from um, Justin Hatcher, who I'll also talk about. And with from that, it was this little seedling that opened a lot of opportunities. And we saw a way that we could serve the market in such a bigger way better way and definitely more holistically. So uh, found a partner who was amazing and kind of fell into our lap, um, but he's brilliant and also a subject matter and home improvement. And uh, finally we get there, One in Fund was born. 
Very cool. And, and, and I loved you talking about Sylvan Learning Center. Years ago, I worked with a marketing company in Baltimore, and I think it was Sylvan's corporate headquarters at the time that were right across the street from uh, where I where I met this firm. So that was pretty cool. Yes, so I don't want you I don't want you to forget the flow and we're going to get back into it. But I do have to apologize. So um most of our audience members realize this, but one of the things we do here on the show is what we call challenge words. So just so our audience knows, each of us, Seth and Jennifer and I, uh, all have a challenge word that we are challenged to work into the conversation somehow. Um, so tell us a little bit more about, you know, as you looked at the finance industry and you saw things, I mean, what were some of the things that told you, you know, there's got to be a better way to do this? And, you know, One and Fund was born then. Absolutely. And that's really, it's a three-part answer. Sometimes my answers are not short, but I try. So number one, working for a big bank and then some fintechs still building out programs. One of the biggest challenges out there that elephant in the room, if you will, that people don't like to talk about is that programs that exist are built by lenders for lenders. They're not built to benefit the contractor necessarily, but it's built from a lending standpoint of how this works in a lending world. And so that's just a huge gap that we are attacking head on is we are building a platform and programs that are built by home improvement experts for home improvement experts so that the pain points of the dealer are getting solved, which is completely opposite approach to how everybody else is attacking it. So that's part number one. Um, part number two is there, it was always frustrating to me. I'm a very passionate person. You'll probably feel it and see it a little bit in our conversation, but it was always frustrating to me that the newer dealers or the dealers who needed help setting up their processes needed help with great rates because their margins weren't as big. They didn't do enough volume to get those benefits that they needed. And it always felt so opposite to me of how we could really serve and grow this beautiful, you know, home industry, um, if you will. And so that was part number two. And then part number three, I briefly mentioned Justin Hatcher. I'm bringing Justin Hatcher back in because Justin Hatcher is absolutely one of the best in class subject matter experts in finance and home improvement. He was part of the Tundraland team here in Wisconsin that grew from about 25 okay. mil annual sales over a 125 mil annual sales when they when this company was sold. He was on the RBA Finance Council. He was on the Big 12 Finance Council. So again, deep, deep expertise. And he actually started selling in the home. So he's also sat at that kitchen table and had those conversations mm -hmm. and, and then came home and had fun conversations when maybe they didn't close. But in any case, I called that out because from the dealer perspective, Justin's expertise and that back end again of pain points and the solves that we need um, is really how we're focusing our go-to-market as a sales enablement tool for contractors. <sighs> Long answer again. 
but it's but it's true. We have the three piece. <laughs> no, I, that's a that's a great answer. And you know, I, I I see in there that customer focus and that hey, we've been in your shoes, and yeah, I, I just love all that. So if I if I understand correctly, you know, you folks work with multiple lenders and you know, you offer your clients, again, as you've said, primarily home improvement contractors, a way to sort of shop around multiple lenders to find the best fit um, for their clients. But but it also sounds like for them, um, kind of look a little bit at, you know, how do you see that benefiting both the client, the homeowner, and also the contractor? Yes, 100%. Um, that's true, but I want to clarify just a little bit. Um, because I didn't, I didn't really tell you exactly what One and Fund does. So One and Fund, we really like to think of ourselves as a finance manager in a box. So we help organizations curate programs for their needs. Um, it can be really overwhelming if you don't have somebody like Justin who shop all these different lenders and make sure you're getting the best rates and that you have the right program set up. And so we do that for our partners complimentary, by the way, for the dealers that we work with. We help them curate a program and work into their sales process, the right programs for their needs and for their homeowners. So it's not overwhelming that that person, you know, the, the designer or the sales rep isn't sitting at the kitchen table with 40 different options trying to figure out what to do. We do help them curate that option. The shopping part of it would be us helping them Stop to get the right program set up so they don't have to do the heavy lifting. It's very, very easy. Um, and arguably, that's a benefit to them because they most likely don't have a Justin in that role who knows exactly how to do this and eats, lives, breathes it every day. Typically, it's somebody in accounting or the sales manager who's trying to handle the finance program. And in a completely different conversation, we could talk about the many ways why that isn't the best benefit to your, to your business. But in the short term, how do we fill that gap? How do we find somebody who it can be an expert and eat, live, breathe it and be vigilant for you? That's where one in fun comes in. So it's really saving them time. It's saving them definitely lots of money. Um, it's the sales enablement with the training of the sales team if they want of those hows, whens, whys, things like that. And for the homeowner, it means that they are getting the project they want or need today. The, the sales rep that I mentioned is getting the yes at the kitchen table. The homeowner gets the comfort of knowing that, you know, the, the tub that they need or the deck that they've dreamed of for 10 years, they can get and they can fit it in their monthly budget. Because a lot of times, we don't have the cash on hand as consumers to just write a check for this. Or maybe you're a savvy consumer and you don't want to write a check for it. So how do we make that come together of getting the product you want at a price that you can afford? That's power, powerful. And, you know, we uh, we see that on the contractor side, that conundrum where they get this menu from a lender that is as long as a sandwich shop menu and they feel like they have to go into the house and offer 
offer white, wheat, rye, pumpernickel, all the different options to the homeowner and let them sift through it. Um, but really having that expertise to distill it down and what's going to work best for you, what's going to work best for your product mix and, and clients. What do you typically find that getting distilled down to, you know, two plans, three plans? Is there a sweet spot that you're you're typically trying to hone in on? Yeah. So it, it does depend on the contractor and their business, right? So first and foremost, there is not a cookie cutter, one size fits all answer in our world. That's not how we function to serve our partners. Um, you know, otherwise it'd be like you walk into Jimmy John's and everybody gets flaming hot Cheetos. That's not the right answer, right? So typically, as a generality, it will be two, maybe three lenders. So very typically, somebody has a first look lender who does a great job or not. Mm-hmm. And then we will help them either line up or have a stronger program with a second look. And then for some, there's also a third look. But the goal is always to get that yes during the appointment at the kitchen table. And our platform allows them to do that with one soft. Fantastic. So that platform you mentioned, is that an app or your own portal then? It is is our own portal. It is a proprietary one and fund, super fancy I'm not going to tell you too much about it yet because I want to leave you, you know, salivating to hear more. Um, but it it is a one and fun <laughs> um, singular application. And like I said, it's a soft pull. So it's not hurting your homeowner to look at what their options may be. I'm kind of curious. So, you know, as you've started this business and you've gone out there and gotten clients, um, kind of curious, are most of your clients folks who are already experienced with financing and they're just looking for a better option or and better better ways to do things? Or um, have you found yourself working more with companies that are completely new to financing? Yes and yes and yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do. That would be yes. the answer. So, so um, humbly, we do have a lot of really incredible relationships with well-established companies and with manufacturing groups who want to help their dealers have a a set program and not try to be finance experts because it just gets confusing and we want to avoid that FUD whenever we can. So yes, we work with established companies. Some may or may not have a finance manager in place. If they do, we support them in their efforts. If they don't, and we're able to make a huge impact for them by bringing all these pieces to them complimentary because you're not hiring somebody on payroll then, right? Um, and for newer dealers that you know may not be as established, we find that they really appreciate what we can do for them because again, we're not costing them anything. And 90% of the time, we can actually get them discounted rates that they can't get on their own serve everybody. Um, Setting up those processes and training the sales team about how to have a thoughtful conversation around payment options without having to be that expert um, is where we really can make a significant impact for them. So yes, yes, and yes. Good answer. Well, so for the companies or or maybe even the individual in a company who is new to financing, um, how do you coach people um, not only how to you know, talk about available financing, but how do you also coach companies to market the fact that they are offering financing? Ooh, 
I really love that question. Okay, so <laughs> for the the people who may be new to financing, oh, sorry, let's make sure you can still hear me here. Um, the people who may be new to financing, I have two pieces of advice that we coach on out of the gate every single time. Number one is get over your own hot trash. And what I mean by that mm-hmm. is we talk to so many contractors who are like, well, my customers don't ask for financing or I don't use financing. So I don't think my customers want it. Get rid of your head trash because whatever's in your head about financing, which yes, is the F word that everybody loves to hate. Whatever that head trash is, it needs to go away because the reality is as consumers, we are programmed to want payment options. And so if we're not helping our homeowners figure out a way to pay for that project, number one, we're risking our own close ratio. We're getting smaller project sizes signed up because that check's really scary to write. And that directly rolls into the marketing piece of, hey, payment options are everything these days. Affordability is the word of the year. So if you're not making affordable for them, you're not advertising that you have payment options. There's just this huge population of homeowners that not only are you not going to have that conversation with, but that you're not going to be able to close them either. So get rid of the head trash, mention it to everybody every time. Yeah, we we hear that from contractors, uh, you know, in the metal roofing business when we're talking about 40, 50, 60,000 or more metal roofs. It, yeah, they may not be asking about it at the beginning of the appointment, but they don't know how much it costs at the beginning of the appointment. So <laughs> uh, and then don't don't make it awkward for them to ask about it when you give them the price at the end. So just be upfront with options and then let them dictate from there. 100% because the number Mr. and Mrs. Jones have in their head is never the number of the project, right? So then when we, even if we price condition, even when we get to that point where we're presenting um, what the project is, there's still that And quite honestly, if, if they're not using financing, then that becomes very awkward. And that is where many companies will start to mention payment options as a save the sale. And you're already a little late at that point. So we coach a lot on that and helping throughout the sales process. You know, the other part of that is if you don't have the right payment options set up at that point in the appointment, when there's a decline, it sucks the air out of the room. How do you get past that? And I, shame on me, I didn't mention that earlier, but that's one of the other things of, that we are working on as an organization and we promise to our partners that we will give them the highest approvals in the industry. You, you reminded me of a, of a game that I play with my wife. So if we're looking at buying something and maybe it's a home improvement, um, I always do my own price conditioning. Oh, honey, you know this is going to be like a bazillion trillion dollars if it's something that I want. So then when it comes in anything less than a bazillion trillion dollars, she's happy and yes, I got it. So I, I've learned to do my own price conditioning. Anyway, well, you've been in the industry a long time. So you probably have best practices that you do in your sleep and you don't even realize it. <laughs> so... 
you know, it's, it's an ever changing world and economy out there. And, you know, we constantly hear about interest rates and all that type of stuff. Um, as you look into your crystal ball, I'm kind of curious, well, not only if you see any changes coming up, but um, do you see financing being an increasing part of, of what's going to be home improvements? I mean, I, one of the things I'm hearing a lot about, I'm sure you are too, Jennifer, is that, you know, starting sometime in 2024 is going to be the start of one of the biggest ages of home remodeling we have ever seen in this country. And, um, you know, now part of they drive that and say, well, there's a lot of equity in homes and a lot of disposable income of the homeowners of that age. But I still think financing is going to be a big part of it. Kind of curious your thoughts on all that. Um, I'm clearly biased, but uh, (laughs) if you don't want to hear what I say, there's a fascinating study that just came out from National Association of Home Builders. It's like 164 pages. Um, but but read it and scour it and it will it will emphasize what I'm about to say, which is financing in, is not going away. Um, like I said, affordability is the word of the year. Affordability is the word, period. Because again, another right. piece that people don't we we know it, but we don't necessarily want to talk about it is you know it's likely we're getting another rate increase. And so it seems almost counterintuitive that with rates high, financing would be so popular, but it's more important now than ever because people are staying in their homes longer. And so they need to do those remodeling projects and make it fit into a budget. Or as a new home buyer, due to interest rates, you're probably not buying the home that you dream of and you want. So you're buying what you can afford and there's going to be remodeling projects with that. So financing and payment options and affordability not only are staying but will continue to become more important yeah makes makes a lot of sense and i i'm right there with you so um in addition to one and fund uh your linkedin says visionary podcast host mom and magic maker love to hear more about any or all of those <laughs> other roles how, how do you bring that all together well, some days better than others let's let's be candid uh, i am yeah. human and um most of the time my laundry is not caught up <laughs> it happens um so i i really i've always been a visionary through this business and with my partners we get to live eat breathe that every day again and how we're serving the market even with looping in some accelerated services like exclusive leads and exclusive financially qualified leads for our partners that's visionary who else is doing that you know like things like that I get to live visionary through our business, which is really beautiful and wonderful and um, great. And as much as I love, love, love this company, um, the greatest role I have is mom. The greatest role I will ever have will probably be mom. Maybe someday grandparent will rank up there. I hear good things, but um, being a mom is, is, you know, everything. So I try the best I can to give TLC to both of my both of my entities and loves and lives, the, the, the business and my family. And, you know, the reality is to be successful in business and or attempt to be successful in raising children, you have to be a little bit of a magic maker. So, you know, every now and then I bust out some beautiful magic and it's glorious. 
Very cool. Well, I don't mean to be a contrarian, but uh, I think you're going a little bit with being able to balance all that. You're a little bit beyond human. I think there's a little bit of superhuman going on there. I don't know. Um, so, you know, here on the show, we like to really focus on uncovering what we call the future of design, building and remodeling. I'm just kind of curious. You know, the industry, well, you've been around it. Any and it may or may not relate to financing or whatever, but any trends or new technologies or um, even new products that you see coming on that you think are going to be real disruptors and game changers um, in the coming years? Hundred um, percent. I'd be remiss not to say what is fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, truly, I I feel like disruptor is a little overused these days. You know, there's a lot of companies that say they're a disruptor, almost to the point where the 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 phrase is becoming just a hair trite. So not everybody can be a disruptor. So I want to be clear. I say that with tons of humility of how we want to serve and change and accelerate the um, the industry. And um, with that, disruptor is one of those words that would get attached. There are some other pieces for sure, especially in the um, technology piece that we've heard really, really great things from our partners on and partners being contractors that they're finding really useful in their world. So one would be engaged. And for those who don't know it, it starts with an I because I misspell it all the time. But um, (laughs) engage is a really incredible sales tool and they have a marketplace coming out that's going to be kind of that one-stop shop for a bunch of resources all at once. So again, in your hands, on your tablet, you have a ton of resources available to you. And so that's really, really exciting with Engage. And then another one is GTR or Get the Referral. They're fascinating. Um, And that was a company, it is a referral company. And Referrals is one of those pieces that is the most overlooked in the industry. Um, and, and I say this from a coaching perspective, right? It's that untapped market. And how do we get that loyalty? And, you know, we just had a job that everybody's loving. How do we capture that? So Get the Referral was actually started um, by a gentleman who was in the industry and wasn't happy with the amount of and the types of leads they were getting for his company. And so that's how this get the referral was birthed. And so our our partners who are using this love it. And I have some other partners who are like, I can't I can't get signed up fast enough. And it's not on get the referrals part. It's you know getting their leadership team to agree on it, but they see the value in it. So I would say that's another disruptor because there's not a lot of programs like that. And then from a product perspective, it's it's interesting to me with the sustainability and green energy and um, where we're going with products that focus on that. And obviously with the new tax credits, the government has a lot of focus on energy efficient and things like that. So I feel like over the next five, 10 years, we're going to see a ton of advances and maybe some new products coming out um, in, in that sustainability kind of green energy, energy saving uh, initiative. 
Makes a lot of sense. I like that. And I'm going to check out uh, GTR. Uh, One of the things that we coach on a lot is what we call referral maximization. So that's a subject that's dear to our hearts. And uh, shout out again to Engage. Um, We offer an Engage presentation for our products that uh, really is a game changer. I'm right there with you. Just just beautiful, beautiful things that uh, you can do with that platform. So, um. We think a lot of our audience members are, you know, younger folks, newer folks to design, you know, just this great industry, design, construction, remodeling. Any just general advice you have to them if they're trying to find their place in this industry? Yes. A couple pieces. Piece number one, find a mentor. This industry is a relationship industry, number one. So if you don't know that part, Now's the time to know it. This is a relationship industry. So there are so many generous, wonderful people who have been where you are, who are happy to share where they fell on their face, how they got back up. Here's what you don't want to do, you know, and 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 really help along the way. So find a mentor. That would be my um, my number one piece of advice. My next piece of advice would be don't be afraid to fail. Um, because everybody in this industry has failed hundreds, if not thousands of times. So go fail, do fall on your face, get up again, fail big, because that's going to be where you really tune into where your passion really lies, which takes me to my third and final piece was a passion piece. You know, oftentimes people will stay in a niche of the industry because that's where they started. And they they were, you know, for whatever reason, didn't explore other parts. And then 40 years later, they're like, oh, I know windows and doors inside out, but you know what? Roofing is cool. <laughs> it's never too late. But you know, really tune into that passion early and don't don't lock yourself into something too early. If you fail, that's okay, because that's getting you closer. To, to where you want to be. And a really great mentor will, uh, you know, help you brush the dust off as you stand up again. Well, I love that because you're right. We are in a great industry. It's a very resilient industry yes. and it it uh, offers lots of opportunity for folks who really want to kind of push the envelope and discover their exact place in it. And, yeah. you know, don't be afraid to stub your toe along the way. So. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit. You have your own podcast. Um, that's the reason we're, we're honored to have you on ours today. But um, your podcast is called Generator Stories. Um, tell us a little bit about that and what your goal is through your show. Yeah, thank you. Um, so Generator Stories is all about connecting with uh, leaders in the industry. I'm so sorry. I'm being ridiculous with my ear here. But uh, it's all about connecting with leaders in the industry and so many people focus on the successes, which do happen often. But one of the things with generator stories is we really dig into those failures and lessons and learnings along the way and the best practices and tips you may have. So uh, we interview leaders in the industry cross vertical. So, you know, pools, decks, roofing, harder protection, windows, doors. I mean, you name it, right? We've got it all. But um, we've got those. And then we do have what's been really, really popular is a, a small segment called Finance Friday. And Finance Friday did start as an ask from our audience with Justin Hatcher, also known as the finance dude. He has a gazillion nicknames. 
But um, if somebody had asked us, they're like, hey, get that finance dude on there. I want to hear. So Finance Friday is short little snippets. They're usually somewhere from like, you know, five to 12 minutes. So you can listen to it in the car between appointments or before you're running into the gas station or whatever on a segment of financing. And the goal of it is to to give you a little snippet that you could take into your next appointment with you. Well, I love it. And uh, yeah, we're big believers in podcasts and how it's a great way to learn and, uh, you know, spend that time that normally you're just wasting not doing anything when you're in the car or truck or working out or whatever right. and uh, be able to learn a few things at the same time. So, um, well, this has been great. Um, thank you so much. Uh, we are close to wrapping up what we call the business end of things. Is there anything we haven't covered today that you'd like to be sure to share with our audience? Um, I would be remiss if I didn't say, you know, One in Fun truly is here to serve businesses. So I didn't mention that we help with collections. I didn't mention that there's CFO resources we can help with. So again, front end of exclusive leads, that nobody else is calling on um, through setting up those processes and the sales training um, all the way through, of course, getting the highest approvals at the kitchen table. We truly are here to help and serve and grow this amazing industry. So um, we're, we're here and uh, we're, we're happy to help at whatever level somebody is. Well, very cool. And in a little bit, we're going to ask you to share your contact information and we'll also have that in the show notes. But before we go into that stage of things, we're going to ask you if you're willing to participate in something we call our rapid fire questions. And these are seven questions. They may be, some are serious, some are silly. Um, All you have to do is give a quick response, whatever you want, or a long response. We don't care. Um, And our audience needs to understand Jennifer has no idea what we're about, about to ask her. So, Are you up to the challenge of rapid fire? I love this idea and I'm 100% in. It's fun. Uh, We will alternate questions. Like I said, we got seven of them. Uh, Seth, would you like to ask the first one? Sure. So rapid fire question number one. Can you think of any product you've purchased recently that has been a disruptor or game changer for you? Sort of a where have you been all my life? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So... We have recently purchased a Thermo Spa Swim Spa, and it has been a game changer in our life. So our backyard, I used to avoid because I was very overwhelmed by the number of bushes and like all of the landscaping to do. And so my landscaping has disappeared. And now instead, we have this swim spa. And um, as a mom, I have two daughters. I have a teenager. And a daughter, I have a teenage daughter and a daughter in elementary school. And we are in that swim spa probably minimally three times a week, sometimes like five nights a week. And so it's so much fun as a family that we just go float and have fun and talk about our day. And my backyard isn't something that we avoid anymore. It's where our friends love to come hang out and it's, it's completely changed the dynamic of our backyard. So game changer, thermal spa, swim spa. Awesome. Very, very neat. I'm hearing more and more about those. And uh, well, I think there's a few of those being financed out there too, if I'm not mistaken. I, so I will say they are an incredible company. 
And uh, the the sales team is absolutely doing everything they can to get those highest approval rates at the kitchen table. Question number two, a um, little bit uh, serious. What would you like to be remembered for? I would like to be remembered for sharing love and light with everybody who met me, like positively influence, warm, fond memory, whether we knew each other professionally or personally, that that it's a, a very warm fuzzy that is my legacy, if you will, for how I'm remembered. Can't beat that. That's for sure. That's good. Question number three, would you rather have to sing along with every song you hear or dance along with it? Both? Is that an option? Uh, <laughs> uh, but if I had to pick one or the other, barring all of the judgment that may come from either, I think singing is super therapeutic uh, as as well as dancing, but singing you can really do anywhere, right? It's not safe for me to yep. sing while I'm, or it's not safe for me to dance while I'm driving, but I can sing while I'm driving. Okay, Ryan, can you cue the music now? I'm <laughs> oh, just kidding. We need to do that though. I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> upper Midwest people, they're long answers. <laughs> no, it's great. No, no, I bet we had to, the music. So you get to sing and dance and all that stuff. So I like anyway, it. um, Fourth question you have a choice on. What is either the best or the worst advice you remember anyone ever giving you? Oh, gosh. Um, the worst advice I've gotten is just smile and look pretty. I cannot tell you in the fiber of my beings, like how that incinerates a oh. fire almost immediately. Like, <laughs> I, so, so that was the worst advice I I had gotten, and um, the best advice I've gotten. I'm summarizing here, paraphrasing, but it it was along the lines of you cannot fail. There is like you can fail, mm -hmm. but if you're taking lessons away from it, you're not failing. You cannot fail. So get out there and go and do. Love it. And Seth, I promise I'll quit telling you to just smile and look pretty. I'll <laughs> never say that. I promise. Oh, Thankfully, I've never, never been subject to that. Incapable, <laughs> but yes, never been subject to that. So you're trying to survive a zombie apocalypse. What one person do you most want on your team? Whoa. Um, probably my teenager. And I say that lovingly because he is so fierce and so ridiculously brilliant um, and she's very strong. So, you know, we have a lot of pieces there that if I had one person to take with me and also she's obviously significantly younger than me. So, you know, if we're like trying to help humanity overall, uh, I would I would take my super fierce teenage daughter because I'd, I'd fear those zombies coming at her. <laughs> there you go. Or the zombies should fear oh, her. That's, that's a very thoughtful answer. I love it. Okay, next question. I always like this one. This one's a little more thoughtful. So, what non-family individual have you been ongoing friends with for the longest time in your life? Ooh, non-family individual ongoing. Ooh, um, I have a 
couple that come to mind, but the people I'm going to call out, it is a couple. Um, the people I'm going to call out, I met uh, at a very young point in my life. They've been super impactful in my life. I look up to them. I respect them. Um, and the point where I've chosen to call them the family I got to choose. So um, there's there's a couple named Jason and Amy who have been super impactful in my life. And I'm not going to tell you how many years we've been friends at this point. But let's just suffice to say it's 20 plus. That's cool. Well, it, it, I, I think that's a fun question to think about. I'm I'm blessed with actually one of my coworkers here. Uh, he and I met when we were 12 years old. Um, so that was a long time ago and uh, still friends and working together too. So cool stuff. That is a huge blessing and super fun. So final question. This is yours, isn't it, Seth? Oh, I yeah. think so either way. But if you could hang out with a cartoon character, who would you choose to hang out with? Ooh, I am going to go with, and I want to preface this by, again, I have a child in elementary school. So basically, if there's cartoons on TV, I try to tune them out as much as possible, <laughs> because um, even though I'm a huge Disney fan, Disney Plus runs way too long in my house. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I would probably choose to hang out with Bluey and Bluey's family <laughs> because they are fun. And uh, yeah, I, I just think it, no matter what you do that day, it would be an adventure and it'd be fun. We have a Bluey family window decal on the back of our family vehicle at this point. So it is very popular at our house too. Yes, Bluey. <laughs> You're going to have to clue me in on this Bluey thing. You've mentioned Bluey before, and I, I still am not quite sure what it is. So we'll have to talk I'm about sure. that. I, I can introduce you. Episodes <laughs> are very short. So it's definitely something that you can even watch one in like in eight minutes and get a sense of Bluey. And they're, they're the only ones conscious of not wanting kids to watch episodes on end because you have to hit the button to go to the next episode so every eight minutes my girls are yelling at me to hit the button <laughs> on the remote but yep, <laughs> I, I let them go a few in a row but. the same at eight minutes i feel okay with that well jennifer thank you so much um this has been very informative and, and a lot of fun too so for folks who may want to get in touch with you um or learn more about one and fund what are some ways for them to do that yeah absolutely so you can always go to our website the number one the word and spelled out one and fund.com. That's always an easy way. Um, you're more than welcome. I would love to connect with you on LinkedIn or Facebook. So feel free to find, find me there or find our company there and follow one and fund on, on LinkedIn or Facebook. Um, and then I'm going to be so bold as to give you my direct contact information because sometimes that's just the easiest route, right? So Absolutely. my my email is Jennifer J E N N I R. Let me repeat that one for you. J E N N I F E R at one, the number one and a n d fund f u n d dot com, or my mobile number, which is you know, our mobiles are always on us. Office phone we're sometime by. So my mobile number is nine two zero. 
203-203-0885. And feel free to give me a shout. If I'm not the right person on the team to connect with, I'll make sure that you're talking to the right person on the team and we'll we'll get you where you want to go. Good stuff. Thank you. And we will put that in the show notes as well. So thank you again so much. So I'm pleased to let our audience know we were all successful on our challenge words. Um, good job. Um, Seth, you had the word. Pumpernickel. And I so wanted to give you a rough time about using it, but I thought, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> cool stuff. Um, Jennifer, You had. I gave you a phrase. You had... Flaming Hot Cheetos. <laughs> you worked it in, along with a shout out for Jimmy John's, too. So I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and I had the word contrarian. I was a little panicky, but we got her worked in there. So good you stuff. Did. You did. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us, Jennifer. And I want to thank our audience for tuning into this episode of Construction Disruption with Jennifer Lau Hatcher of One and Fund. Um, please, 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 please watch for future episodes of our show. Um, we're always blessed with great guests. Don't forget to leave a review. Um, until the next time we're together, though, keep on disrupting, keep on challenging the status quo, um, keep on looking for new and better ways of doing things. And um, kind of Jennifer alluded to do this too. Don't forget to have a positive impact on everyone you encounter. Um, make them smile, encourage them, be that light uh, in their life. Um, powerful things we can do to change the world. Um, so God bless and take care. This is Isaiah Industries signing off until the next episode of Construction Disruption. This podcast is produced by Isaiah Industries manufacturer of specialty metal roofing and other building products.